the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Fed chair chimes in. I mean, really, it might be one of the two big threats to getting back to maximum employment is actually high inflation. Jerome Powell's economic forecast, not positive. In particular, bottlenecks and supply constraints are limiting how quickly production can respond to higher demand in the near term. As a result, overall inflation is running well above our 2% longer run goal and will likely continue to do so well into next year. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, December 16th. I'm Rich Thomason. Daybreak Insider's Ben Thomas says the Federal Reserve taking steps aimed at fighting the raging fires of inflation. In an abrupt policy shift, the Fed announced it will shrink its monthly bond purchases at twice the pace it previously announced, likely ending them in March. The bond purchases were intended to hold down long-term interest rates, but the Fed says they're no longer needed, with unemployment falling and inflation at a near 40-year high. That accelerated timetable puts the Fed on a path to start raising interest rates in the first half of next year. And the Fed's new forecast suggests the central bank will raise its benchmark short-term rate, now pinned near zero, three times next year, up from just one rate hike projected in September. Fed Chair Powell says two key factors prompted the central bank's action. It was essentially uh, higher inflation and, and faster, turns out, much faster progress in the labor market. Powell thinks the supply chain bottleneck will ease, but the Fed is ready should inflation persist. There's a real risk now, we believe, I believe, that inflation may be more persistent and that may be putting inflation expectations under pressure and that the risk of of higher inflation becoming entrenched has increased. Consumer demand is is very strong. Incomes are very strong. you know, because people are going back to work and they're getting wage increases. Admitted, admittedly, some of the wage increases is being eaten away by inflation, but nonetheless, incomes overall are going up really significantly because of increased employment and spending is, is, uh, has been strong. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew tells us that despite sharply higher prices, retailers are still seeing modest sales gains. Americans slowed their spending from October to November, but still continued to shop ahead of the critical holiday season, brushing off rising prices and shortages. The 0.3% rise was a bit weaker than most economists were expecting. Online sales were unchanged last month. The report covers only about a third of overall consumer spending, excluding services. It does not include things like haircuts, hotel stays, and plane tickets. And it seems that retail giant Target has the wind at its back this Christmas season. CEO Brian Cornell reports holiday sales have continued to stay strong despite worries about the Omicron variant. The big box store also defied industry-wide challenges like labor shortages, inflation, and a weakened supply chain. It also managed to keep its store shelves full at a staff of about 100,000. Cornell says Target had already been accelerating its online services such as curbside 
curbside pickup and same-day services well before the pandemic hit. Back in Washington, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia is not budging in his opposition to elements of the $2 trillion Biden Build Back Better spending spree. The fate of the Democrats' huge social and environment bill is very much in question, with a source telling the Associated Press President Joe Biden and Senator Joe Manchin are sharply divided over elements of the package. Manchin is said to be pushing to erase an improved child tax credit from the measure, but when questioned by reporters Wednesday, Manchin was testy. I'm not opposed to child tax credit. I've never been opposed to child tax credit. Meantime, Senator Bernie Sanders was clearly frustrated. I don't want to talk about Joe Manchin. Zero that out. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was hoping to pass the massive 10-year, $2 trillion measure before Christmas, but Schumer has scheduled the Senate to be in session the week of January 3rd, a rare early January session in an election year. Mike Gracia, Washington. And House Speaker Pelosi has no interest in a standalone bill to keep the expanded child tax credit, insisting that that must be part of the larger Build Back Better initiative. I don't want to let anybody off the hook on the BBB to say, well, we covered that one thing, so now the pressure is off. I think that that is really important leverage in the discussion on BBB that the children and their families will suffer without that payment. Did she misjudge Senator Manchin's resistance to all of that borrowing and spending? This is called the legislative process. And uh, we have our rules, and they have their rules. And I'm still hopeful that it will pass. I'm not going to have a postmortem on something that hasn't died. A pledge of federal support for tornado victims in the lower Midwest and the Mid-South President Biden got an up-close look at some of the devastated areas. After a helicopter tour to view miles of tornado devastation in Mayfield, Kentucky firsthand, President Biden met with local officials. I'm here to listen. The president went on to Dawson Springs, a Kentucky town of 3,000 people that was the hometown to Kentucky Governor Andrew Bashir's father. To me, this was always a safe place. Bad things did not happen here. Until Saturday. Amid the roar of chainsaws, Biden talked with residents whose houses had the windows and roofs torn off and walked past mounds of felled trees and debris six feet high. The scope and scale of this destruction is almost beyond belief. The president pledged that federal aid would continue to flow to help the region recover from weekend storms that spawned more than 30 tornadoes and killed dozens of people. I'm Jennifer King. White House Virus Response Coordinator Jeff Zients says between vaccinations and precautions like mask wearing in public places, the U.S. has the tools it needs to deal with the COVID Omicron variant. We know how to keep our kids in school and our businesses open, and we're not going to shut down our economy in any way. We're going to keep our schools and our businesses open. He says it's all about the progress on vaccinations and boosters. We have the tools to fight this virus, including Omicron. And we're in a very different and stronger place than we were a year ago, and there is no need to lock down. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says the Delta variant of the coronavirus still accounts for the vast majority of COVID cases in the U.S., but that newer strain is ramping up. The Omicron variant is now estimated to represent about 3% of the cases in the United States. In some areas of the country, the estimates of Omicron are even higher, including in New York and New Jersey, where CDC projects that Omicron could represent about 13% of all cases. 
Polanski insisting that masking up does make a difference. In areas of substantial or high transmission, we should be having public indoor masking for everyone, vaccinated or unvaccinated. That is 90% of the counties right now. And a vaccine alliance chief says the Omicron variant could trigger inequality. Seth Berkeley, who's head of the vaccine alliance Gavi, says he's seen early signs that rich countries are beginning to withhold donations out of fears about the Omicron variant, warning it could lead to inequity 2.0. In the interview, Berkeley takes stock of the nearly two-year fight against the pandemic as Gavi releases the latest update to its supply forecast for COVID-19 vaccines. The alliance has repeatedly downscaled its forecasts largely due to export bans and vaccine hoarding by some producer countries the critics say it should have foreseen. I'm Charles Duladesma. Drive a Subaru? Well, Daybreak Insider's John Scott says there's a recall. A chain in the transmission can break, causing a loss of power. The recall covers certain 2020 Legacy and Outback vehicles, as well as some 2019 and 2020 Ascent SUVs. A programming error in the transmission control computer can let the clutch engage before the drive chain is clamped down. If that happens, the chain slips and breaks. Subaru says it has had no reports of crashes or injuries. Owners will be notified starting February the 7th. The fix expected to be ready in April. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin pleading guilty to federal charges of violating George Floyd's civil rights. Chauvin, who is white, was convicted this spring on state charges of murder and manslaughter and sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. The federal charges include two counts alleging Chauvin deprived Floyd of his rights by kneeling on his neck as the black man was handcuffed and not resisting and then failing to provide medical care. Federal prosecutors recommended up to 25 years in prison. He'll be sentenced at a later date. Three other former officers were indicted on federal charges alongside Chauvin. They're still on course for trial early next year. I'm Ben Thomas. We may be about to gain some new insight into a very dark day in American history. Nearly 1,500 documents related to the U.S. government's investigation of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy were released by the National Archives Wednesday. There was no immediate indication that the records contained any information that sheds new light publicly on the events surrounding the November 22, 1963 assassination in Dallas at the hands of gunman Lee Harvey Oswald. The documents include CIA cables and memos discussing Oswald's never fully explained visits to the Soviet and Cuban embassies in Mexico City. One CIA cable describes how Oswald phoned the Soviet embassy while in Mexico City to ask for a visa to visit the Soviet Union. Oswald re-entered the United States at a Texas border crossing on October 3rd. Additional documents are expected to be made public next year. Mike Gracia, Washington. And finally this morning, Daybreak Insider's Jason Walker with the story of a motorist who survived a traffic mishap only to lose his life soon thereafter. A man involved in a crash on Interstate 90 in Montana died after jumping off a bridge, fearful that an oncoming semi was going to strike the crashed vehicles. Authorities say the initial crash happened on a snowpack bridge near Superior. The man got out of his car to check on the other driver, who was not hurt. He then saw a big rig approaching and tried to wave down the driver, that apparently feared the semi was going to hit him, he jumped and fell about 80 feet, landing on the edge of the Clark Fork River. (laughs) 
Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Rich Thomason. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.